Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Derek of Screen Heroes. Just a quick little announcement. We had a technical hiccup with Ray's audio for the first seven minutes or so of the episode. Um, you can hear her. It just is going to sound pretty rough and bad with some um, white background noise and everything because I had to amplify it up. But it's there and you can hear her. We take a break at around the seven-ish minute mark. And when we get back from that, her audio is fine. So I'm sorry for that little glitch, but hopefully you can push through those first couple of minutes and enjoy this week's episode. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am with Derek and Ryan. Hello. Hi. And we are here to discuss another bad movie, and this time it is Batman and Robin, the 1990s classic which puts Batman in the dirt for quite some time. Rightfully so. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The bad movie review is bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, of course, we're going to talk news, entertainment, movie, superhero news, and go. Newsify me. Newsify you? Yeah. Is that a sex thing? No. Oh. It's, it's, you know, getting close to the holiday season. I'm just going to start talking in Dr. Seuss terms. Oh, okay. She does do that every year. Okay. Um, all right. So, news stuff. I guess we'll start with, um, we'll end with DC, and then I'll segue nicely into our sure. review. Thanks for outlining that. How you organize the news. <laughs> like, I really appreciate it. It's actually really cute that you do that. All right. So, um <laughs> If you're not careful, I'll, t- I'll do the box office conversation. Please I know don't. you won't be happy about that. So I will walk out right now. Um, okay, so first off, Marvel news. Um, it was kind of slipped that Robert Downey Jr. will be reprising his role as Tony Stark, voice only, in the What If animated series coming to Disney+. Plus. Fingers crossed it's the zombie one. Uh, <laughs> you think he gets another like 100 mil for it? No, no, not for voice acting. <laughs> no, not not voice acting for a cartoon on Disney+. I Plus. like that when I asked that, both of you kind of hesitated for a second, and then you're like, now let's shoot her down. Like, yeah, let's give her hope for a few seconds. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, it's a totally different kind of thing, right? The What If series is the hypothetical 
show of you know alternate possibilities so it's not like tony stark's alive again in the main mcu timeline but it is funny how he's been dead for six months and he's back well by the time that comes out it'll been over a year but yeah yeah but yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, they said they're doing a what if episode for every Marvel movie to, or every something yes. like that. Yeah. So of course he's going to be bad. You think they're going to do a what if with with all three Iron Man movies with no Iron Man? Yeah. Like, to be totally honest with you, it did not occur to me that they would just get all of the same actors. They back said they to were going to. Characters. I must have missed that. I didn't know they were doing that because that seems like kind of a big undertaking. You know, just like logistically to get all of them voice work, they can do at their own. Yeah, they can do it anywhere. They don't have to go. They just have to go to a recording studio. That's definitely true. So it's much easier than trying to organize like Endgame when you have the funeral scene and spoiler alert, I guess, and uh, you have every actor actually on set. Additional Marvel MCU news. We may have a female Loki for the Loki show. Yeah, so they cast an unknown role and beautiful female actress. I don't know too much about Sophia DiMartino from Yesterday. Which was the uh, the Beatles fantasy sort of mm-hmm. indie flick over the summer. So she was cast, and uh, speculation is that she might be the female Loki, and I actually think that's a really cool storyline if they go with it. It's a neat idea. I mean, we don't know. Like The, the quote is literally a source. Let me, let me get it. I want to say the credit. Source close to the production. And then has hinted that she'll be playing the female version of Loki. So there's a cool storyline in the comics. It was based off of a story in Greek myth. So you know, it's it's not some kind of PC woke shit. Whatever. It there's precedent in multiple cases of literature here. So it's just one storyline. Mm-hmm. It's a cool idea. I mean, we don't know much about the show. We know that it will tie in somewhat to Doctor Strange 2. We know that it will see Loki traveling across the timeline that we know and seeing alternate takes on things. So in multiple realms. Right. He's not supposed to be just in Earth or Asgard. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, even not knowing anything about the Loki story. Um, you know, the multiverse the theory of multiverse says that, uh, you know, there's going to be female Lokis, there's going to be male Lokis, yeah. there's going to be alien Lokis, there's going to be of course, Loki is, you know, frost giant or blood or whatever. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. But I'm sure there's the, the red pillars out there that are going to be like, oh, well, woke. You know, we need more women to take all the roles. You know, that whole thing. But but I'm sure it's just they're going to follow a cool storyline from the comic books, and that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. Just like the Jane Foster Thor that they're going to do. I mean, come on. There's already comic precedent. Exactly. Um, anything else for Marvel news? That was pretty much it. Um, if we move on, then Runaways is ending. Yeah, three. that's not really surprising it's to not. me. It's it means that Agents of Shield is the last running show for Marvel TV. Yeah, that seems fitting. It, it weathered the storm. It was the first. Yeah, <laughs> so um, it's all, it's the long, like it's the last to survive, but it's also the longest running. With I think the seventh season is going to be the last season. So. And it, I mean, I know that it didn't tie in super close to the movies, but it tied in more than any of the others did. Well, once they decided to give up on that, and it got better. They became greater than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Like, That's when it really took off. The idea of a show of the background shield agents is kind of boring. So the first season had its issues, and it was boring in places. Yeah. And 
I'm really glad that they were able to just kind of put stuff aside and really develop their characters because, I mean, Coulson and May and Quake, like, they all became so much more than what they started. And season five of that show, I still maintain, might be the best season of any TV show I've ever watched. It's it's just everything for me. So, yeah, it was very good. But, yep, this is going to be The Last Survivor. Um, so real quick, there's just a technical hiccup, so we have to take a short break, but we will be right back. Right, so we need to do a promo. So Derek's been harassing us for weeks now. Yeah. Um, so we should mention we're part of the Heroes Podcast Network. Yeah. Um, com. Yeah, UKKaiju.com is our home Oh, site. we should mention that we like monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, very so good. That's really good. But what's a monster? <laughs> um, well, we call it Kaiju. Okay, strange beasts. Strange beasts. Yeah, yeah. Usually yeah. a guy in a rubber suit. See what right? did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a Facebook group. UK Kaiju fans, right? That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We've mentioned we're part of the Heroes Podcast now. Uh, the, twi- the Twitter thingy. Yeah, yeah. At UK Kaiju. We'll, we'll do that too. Um, Heroespodcast.com. Mm. That, that's where you find it. Um, what else should we mention? We like toys. Oh, yeah, yeah. We do toy reviews and game reviews and stuff. We should mention that. Books. Yeah, we read books. You know, we, we are adults. Um, boys and their toys hush paul um do we mention that we get off topic nah all right all right so let's record this thing okay sorry about that everybody just a little microphone issue but we are back um so moving on from marvel news ryan do you want to talk a little bit about Nicolas cage and his upcoming project yeah Nicolas cage is playing Nicolas cage in a Nicolas cage movie it's basically the cagiest thing that has ever caged. It's going to be amazing. Let's just get real. You've already bought tickets. Now I've already bought tickets. And now if he was just the directing and producing it also, then I would be... That's the only way I could be more excited, I think, for it. I actually hope there's a musical number and he sings. It would be amazing. <laughs> or that he grows long hair and just like lets it blow in the wind while looking right, at the camera right, for a course. few minutes. You know? Well, you know, a wig might work just like it did in Connor. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that was his real hair, Rachel. Let's get real. I mean, it was very believable. So that was a taupe. <laughs> that was, was definitely his real. Yeah, hair. thank How you, Derek. You. <laughs> thank you. How dare you? Thank sir. you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's the cagiest thing to ever cage, yeah. and I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. What do you think the odds are they call it the Cajuning? Not good. None. Not no. good. That's a shame. Because I hope they just call like it cage. Cajun? Just call it cage. I like it. Yeah. I like oh, it. yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I hope it's in the MCU also. <laughs> I hope all the catchphrases for it are like, step into the cage. And oh, that'd like... be okay, yeah. I mean, it's kind of in the worlds of DC because every possible timeline is in the multiverse, right? So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Are you segueing to DC news? Yes, I am. No, you're not. Uh, Stop. I am. We're going to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, So we got a picture, an actual photograph um, of Kevin Conroy um, as Bruce Wayne. As Bruce Wayne. And it appears that he's wearing the Batman mech suit from Kingdom Come. Yes, that's what everybody is kind of pointing out. So hopefully we're right. But, you know, there's always a chance they could pull one. So we know they oh, have that's... we know we have Kingdom Come Superman, right? right. And so right. if this if this verifies that that he's going to be Kingdom Come uh, Batman, then it makes me wonder if Linda Carter is going to be Kingdom Kingdom Come Wonder Woman. Oh my god, that would be amazing. 
Derek that just got really so cool. excited. Uh, but having the whole Trinity would make sense, well, you know. But part of the issue there is like so they 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 cast Tom Welling, um, not Tom Welling, Brandon yep. Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. I keep doing that. Brandon Routh is playing the Kingdom Come Superman because Superman doesn't age like Batman does. But Wonder Woman wouldn't age like that either, right? She would still be younger. So I don't know if Linda Carter's the right age for that character. Maybe Who Burt knows? Ward will do it. That's right. Burt Ward will be Kingdom Come Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um make it happen cowards <laughs> so but they did they did confirm that that um the weird connection that this is actually christopher reeve superman as kingdom come superman mm-hmm. uh because i guess in superman returns brandon routh was playing christopher reeve he was superman yeah. and he's this is the same superman from yeah, that really? movie okay yeah they, they confirmed that so so he's just he's playing the same character that yes. same version because yeah okay. so superman returns is a sequel to superman 2 uh because they were try- it was probably the first real attempt to try and erase sequels from a franchise timeline i don't know if that's technically the case it's or the not. thing brian singer likes to do but yeah so um but that is interesting i didn't know that this yeah i can't remember who said it greg berlanti or one of the showrunners said it that's cool i'm I'm okay with that of superman it doesn't really affect anything it's just a good way of like bringing it all the way back to the original superman movies you know i've always said that brandon routh was probably the best part of superman returns and certainly not the problem yeah with that movie no that there's a lot of problems like why are you gonna start with superman being a deadbeat dad like that's not cool and, and lifting an island of kryptonite God, that was so bad everything was pretty boring about that like why did you make it into a really non-chemistry filled romance movie like, ugh. anyway Yeesh. we have a different dc movie to talk about this evening yeah um any other news you guys want to cover then before we go into our i main topic? do and i told you about it in our chat earlier to do uh, earlier today and uh, i think we should talk about it so november has kind of struggled with movies this oh, so month you, you do want to do the box office thing not exactly oh, okay not exactly i want i don't want to do it stop it if this is not a numbers game stop it I just want to say that Elizabeth Banks has been interviewed and she's really passionate about Charlie's Angels. So the thing she is saying is coming off very angry and I don't know if it's correct or not. So everybody who has listened to this podcast probably knows I'm a super big feminist and that I'm all for representation and diversity. And currently she is blaming the failure of charlie's angels at the box office on men who do not like to see women in action roles and while i agree that there is a chunk of men out there that don't like it i don't think that's why charlie's angels failed and it's because there's so many other movies currently in november that are failing they're just straight up flopping dr sleep flopped and um Terminator Dark Fate flopped uh, in the previous month. Gemini Gemini Man Man flopped. Those those two would be considered much larger flops financially than Charlie's Angels just because of their budget. Honestly, I hadn't even realized that Charlie's Angels had come out. Right. So I think it was their marketing team is part of the problem. I absolutely think it's marketing for one. Two, I think it's also their cast. Now, nothing against the three women that cast as Charlie's Angels, but I don't think any of them are giant household names. I think if they had 
put Elizabeth Banks and Patrick Stewart more up front for the press junket and uh, posters and stuff, it might have been better. But the reason why the Charlie's Angels movies in the late 90s, early 2000s were so successful was because everybody knew Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz at the time. And the trailers that they showed were everywhere. They were in front of every movie. They were on TV. And even though the web was still kind of new, they had online ads too. So the marketing was in your face. And the three actresses were front and center actresses. They were all very popular. So I actually think that's why Charlie's Angels kind of bombed. Now, there is a huge dip in box office lately. And I don't think that uh, all the movies are suffering from the same thing. But I would be very interested to see what they all have in common to find out why. But I honestly think the major cause is streaming. I think there's so much content at home. Why leave well, to pay more money for a lot of stuff? I mean, I think smaller movies are probably having a worse go of it. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's it's streaming because in general the year was really good. It's actually this past couple of weeks where things have started to falter. And I think with Gemini Man, you had a problem of a plot that didn't seem too interesting and a new technology most people don't care about. And so you were only really going to see Will Smith. And if that wasn't interesting to you, then you weren't going to go. And then right. with Terminator, you have a problem where Genesis was panned by everyone. Fans, critics, nobody liked Genesis. And bringing back Schwarzenegger again probably made people feel like this is just a continuation of that kind of film. So people didn't go see it, right? It's that effect of the previous film being bad, so people don't go see the next one. Mm -hmm. It's why I... Sometimes a bad movie does incredibly well because it came after a really good one, right? We've seen that effect too. Um, and I think in this case, it, it is the lack of the star power, right? Because, you know, as you mentioned, you had three A-list women actors plus Bill Murray who tons of people will just go see a Bill Murray movie, yeah. right? And in this one, while I love Patrick Stewart, he's minimized in the trailers and I like Elizabeth Banks a lot. She's not one of the leads, and I don't know that she draws a crowd like Bill Murray did. No. Right? And then With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have three actors who are less well known, right? Um, and that's going to be a big problem on top of the marketing. I just think people are not as interested in that franchise anymore, you know, because people forget that it was a show. Yeah. Right. I mean, how many people today remember that that actually was a thing? I absolutely love that every like 10 years or so they try to update it and reboot reboot it a bit but I really feel like the two movies that with Drew Barrymore came when they came out they they did um so much interesting things with it the characters were not one sided they were multifaceted they had many different interests and skills and they 
it was just kind of groundbreaking for feminine characters whereas the newer tv show that was canceled after like three episodes and this movie here seems that it was just kind of one-sided like you had the badass and the hot one and the smart one and that was it and I think we're all just kind of past one-sided characters and you know to to be really fair it's not like people went to go see anything else um right Ford and, and Ferrari took first place um but even they didn't make a fortune they only made uh Ford versus Ferrari made 31 million it's opening weekend that's what won the box office uh, Midway came in second at 8.5, Charlie's Angels at 8.3. Like, nobody went to the movies this weekend. They did other things. Now, maybe that's the Mandalorian effect. Disney right? Plus, Disney yeah, Plus. Right? just in general. Literally launched that week, and maybe that's what a lot of people were doing. Um, I think that's very realistic because you don't release a show like The Mandalorian on a regular, like, that doesn't happen very often that a show like that premieres. Mm-hmm. No, but um, it will be pretty regular when Marvel movie, Marvel shows start coming out. And not? it'll be interesting to see how they're scheduled and how that impacts stuff. Um, this, this is kind of uncharted territory for that. So, personal pet peeve here. Uh, this guy decided not to sign up for Disney Plus and to no longer watch any of the Marvel movies because he doesn't like that Feige said that you have to watch these shows to understand future movies and like he's been just trashing Disney Plus and Marvel and Feige and everything and then the past couple days he's like I refuse to pay for it tell me what's happening on the Mandalorian I'm like (laughs) fuck listen if you refuse to pay for something there's a lot of other ways to view it Let's get real. <laughs> and Disney's not hurting for money. If you pirate Disney stuff, I no. am not going to give two shits. I'm right. really not. Well, but like we, we, we do sake. not we do not advocate piracy. Some of us don't. We do not advocate piracy here on the Heroes Podcast Network. <laughs> okay. Send me a tweet at, at RA24 and I'll tell you Stop how to do it. it. <laughs> we don't. We really don't. Um but with that said, though, the idea of like, well, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to make other people summarize it for me <laughs> right? out of spite is pretty freaking silly. Right. Okay. Let's this be honest. Like, everything pretty else aside. Super <laughs> shitty. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I'm not going to go see the new Charlie's Angels, but I want a, a shot by shot explanation <laughs> of what happened in the film. I am a little disappointed that Charlie's Angels didn't do well because, uh, well, obvious women led hero movies, but um, Kristen Stewart, I think, is one that is like the Twilight effect going on where people just assume she's a bad actress because yeah. she was in Twilight when she's actually a really pretty good actress and yeah robert pattinson has the same thing being cast as batman you know everybody's like well the, the sparkly vampire guys you know they did they did a role in a movie that was written mm-hmm. they made a lot of money and it when they made were their kids, by the it way. made their career and all of them have shit talked those movies and agreed how bad they are so you right. know give them a chance at something else and so i hope that robert pattinson has a better you know showing than than kristen stewart did and i hope that she gets something uh, you know, yeah. to bring her back. Like, first and foremost, Taylor Lautner was the only bad actor <laughs> to appear in this. Like maybe some of the other. There's a reason the, I didn't the, mention his name. The side characters in the background, like I don't know what the other vampire family was doing, but they were kind of useless. But like Michael fucking Sheen was in that those movies. Michael Sheen, like that dude, is an acting legend. Like he is so good. 
Well, I think a lot of the vampire family was actually like pretty big, decent, big name actors. Not the immediate family, but the The dad wasn't the dad uh, like somebody. Peter Facinelli. Yeah, Yeah. and then uh, wasn't Anna Kendrick or somebody. Anna Kendrick's in that movie. Dakota Fanning's in those movies. Yeah, I didn't know that. I actually have never seen them. I watched the first few. I don't think you not by not by choice. Three, I don't I think, think you should do it sober. Three. I really well, don't. Fine. But like, let, let's let's just put aside the fact for a moment that anybody who isn't an actor who wants to be an actor who's turning down that role, especially a role right? that probably will blossom into f- multiple movies because it's a yeah. whole book series. So don't pretend for a minute that if you're an aspiring actor and you hadn't had your break yet, that you would have like skipped that movie. Like it's <laughs> it's a hit or miss kind of thing. Like the Divergent book series is huge, sold millions of copies the divergent movies went from like one successful second kind of well i mean like the golden compass wasn't that a book series too it was yeah that's uh, his darkest materials okay and uh that movie that was made in the early 2000s did horribly like that you know that one was did really well so those did amazing yeah, yeah it's really hit or miss as to whether you get a good one or not twilight though critically panned, did very well for the most part. I so. mean, but it is important that like yeah. when you're, you're swapping out Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu for the largest name of the three is Naomi Scott. No, Kristen Stewart probably a bigger name. is more as recognizable. As, well, maybe more recognizable, but draws ticket sales. because she, I don't think any of the three of them draws ticket sales, Jasmine, I think that probably got some people to go see her. Like she I didn't. I wouldn't have been year. able to tell you that. But yeah. you also didn't go see Aladdin. That's not for you, right? But if you, like, if I'm you're not the type denying of person, that Jasmine was a big role. But she was also Power Ranger. I don't so, think people are like have her name associated with those characters. No, but yet. her faces. That's all I meant. Did I, you see her face in any advertising leading up to this movie? I saw zero well, she, posters. I saw the, she's the lead in the trailers. I she's I don't the, even know so. if I saw a trailer. To be honest with okay. you, I mean that that's fine. I'm just. That's who they were focusing on in the marketing material that they did produce. That's all I'm saying. Okay. One bit of DC news we didn't cover is that we did get a, a release date for Black Adam. Uh, the Rock oh, yeah. released released The Rock released the release date. Or yeah, like December something 2021. Yeah, it's cool. we have so so many have. DC oh, movies. Oh, and Andy Serkis was confirmed as Alfred. Mm-hmm. Or about or oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so the, there was a good amount of DC news. Mm-hmm. The 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 Black Adam is a pretty big one because I think that means we have three DC movies in the latter half of 2021. I expect something to put to to push or pull forward from that standpoint. That's a lot. But 2021 is is 2021 is not going to be an easy year for moviegoers because that's when Marvel kicks things back up and they're doing four a year and DC is going to have three. Three in like six months. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's going to be very difficult to keep up. Which one do you think you, they should push? Well, I actually I think they should keep with three. I think they should just spread them out and do one every four months or one every. You say you five think they months. should do three for the full year? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they should shove them all in six months because I think at that point, if you have at least one successful one, is box office is going to eat into the rest. Like if it has a seven or eight week run, I don't understand how the Suicide Squad is still a 2021 release. It's been filming. Some actors are done filming. I don't know how that's not. Well, yeah, because they died. 
Not in real life. Just on set. Right, but my, well, some might have died in real life. I don't know. My, my point though is like it's in production now, and it's coming out in two years. Like that right. just doesn't make any but sense. But the Batman me. isn't even in production yet, really. It's right. in pre-production, and it's supposed to be coming out then. So. Right. So that's why I'm saying I think they're going to pull forward the Suicide Squad, and we will see that either late right. 2020 or we'll see that early 2021, maybe March timeframe, like Shazam. Yeah. Are they? I wonder if when does Shazam two come out? I know we got a date for that, isn't it? Like early twenty twenty two. We got a date for <laughs> Aquaman two as well. Yeah, I, so I think like within a year we we get like yeah. four or five DC movies. Because Patrick Wilson confirmed that he's King Orm again, or Prince Orm, I guess he's not king, but yeah, because I, I, I feel like Shazam and Black Adam are within like six months of each other. Yeah, which will be interesting. Which means I bet you Shazam shows up in the post credit scene of Black Adam. Right. At a minimum, yeah. Yeah. He's got to be there somehow because they want to connect the two. Um, but yeah, so Andy Serkis is the, as Alfred in the Batman. What do you think of that? I actually think that's pretty good. And it's exciting because Andy Serkis's characters, I've never seen him play the same thing twice. That wasn't like within the same franchise. Like, of course, he was Caesar and Gollum and stuff multiple times. But um, each character is astronomically different than the previous one. And I, he he's like just in a league of his own with acting. So I think he's going to bring a n- completely new take on what could be a very familiar tropey character. Do you so what what type of Alfred do you hope he is? Do you hope he's like more the Gotham Alfred where he's like a badass uh, like I don't like the hardened alfred that sean pertwee always was he had his moments he wasn't a bad actor whatsoever it was just a different alfred right i really hope that it's a good mix of the comforting father figure versus the secret service badass and i thought we got that in the animated tv show so if it's something like that that would be really cool um i always felt that michael caine's alfred was like hiding something very sinister and they proved that in the second one where they were like i burnt down the whole forest i killed so many people yeah i think uh, yeah i mean i think that a good mix would be good but i think that they're trying to do things that we haven't seen in the movies before and we've seen like the doting father figure type alfred in almost every batman movie so far so i kind of hope that they do the sean pertwee style like secret service bat uh, alfred that is not scared to throw down with yeah. you know anybody and he doesn't take bruce's crap i still maintain jeremy irons was a, like pretty good but never saw his like full potential yeah, we just didn't get to see yeah. any of him really it made it tough that's why part of me thinks since we don't really know when the batman takes place mm-hmm. that maybe andy circus is playing a younger version of that that I mean, Alfred. he and Jeremy Irons are not that different in age. So. No, but who is Andy Serkis the king? Like, what is he the king of? I mean, no. mocap, right? So it's not like they couldn't de-age him, and they just haven't. Why did that like my head immediately go to like New York? New York? Like, <laughs> what the, are we looking for? Here? You know what I mean? Like, so we don't know enough about the Batman for me to, to really have an idea if that makes sense or not. But right. if you're gonna de-age an actor, he's a pretty good choice. Yeah. So. That would just be my thought on that. Um, the Flash, or the Flash, excuse me, uh, Shazam <laughs> Two. They were both a lightning bolt. Shazam Two does not have an official release date yet. Okay, um, okay. they're supposed to start production, uh, in in the summer of of uh, twenty twenty. 
is what they're supposed to do. So it's no probably an date. early 2022 movie or late 2021, but we know they're not going to put it with those other three movies. So. so my thought is, so the Batman is June 25th, 2021. The Suicide Squad's August 6th and Black Adam's December 22nd. So my assumption is that they're going to pull uh, the Suicide Squad up to like March. Yeah. Give or take. Those are it. really close between the Batman and Suicide uh-huh. Squad movies. So if, but if you pull it back until, until like early March, then you actually help the gap too because Wonder Woman is June 5th of 2020 and then that's the end of DC for until June. Yeah. Right. So that's I think if you one. pull something back to early March, you help fill that gap a little bit. And the Suicide Squad, I feel like, has got to be done by then. And, well, and well, to Rachel's point, if the Batman does pretty well, then it has an eight-week run, then it's going to run right into Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. And, you know, they never want to compete each with other. each other. Like Captain Marvel and Endgame kind of had that problem for a little bit. People were still seeing Captain Marvel when Endgame came out. and well, People were still seeing Endgame when Spider-Man came yeah. out. So, you know. They've overlapped this year, and I definitely think that at least one of those movies will overlap it's more likely uh, going to be Batman and Suicide Squad, if anything, yeah. because those are the closest two. But of course, the Flash is still slated for twenty twenty one, and we all know that's not happening. No. So, well, because so is Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> so, and there's no Green Lantern core movie, so don't worry about that. No, really we will get that Green it, yeah. Lantern TV show with Diggle. Sure, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I'm really hoping the next Fantastic Beasts movie is called the bastardization of the dumbledore family tree i really hope it's called the end of harry potter (laughs) movies for at least another decade no but they're making the The cursed uh, Cursed child Child into a film with the original cast i like how we're saying it cursed well that's how they say it i know because they're it's cursed not not to them not to the the who's them well in this case it's jk rowling it's her series her franchise she makes a joke about her name like rolling down hills and Okay. It's rolling. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk Batman and Robin. We're not okay. going to take a break. We no, already we, we took did a break. Earlier, yeah. Did that. Let's, let's do it. Okay. So what is your favorite part about this movie? Arnold oh. Schwarzenegger. Genuinely. Like you're yes. not being sarcastic. Okay. Why? Because his character embodies the sheer silliness of the film. He knows it's funny. He's enjoying how funny it is. And he's 100% in on how ridiculous it is. Everybody else takes the movie very seriously. (laughs) Ryan. You kind of put me on the spot here. I mean, there's not not much good about this movie. Right. We know. Um, Bad movie reviews for a reason. (laughs) I think think if I had to pick something, I would probably say the costume design might be the best part for me, but only in specific instances because in others it was not good but like when you look at the bat suit just the one he wears for most of the movie sans nipples that's a really cool suit mm-hmm. and yeah. same with the robin suit i even as a kid was like man that's a really cool suit yeah um if they just got rid of the nipples but um the cowl is cool the suit is really neat the belt is cool uh even though there's a few scenes, you know, now that I make Batman cowls, you know, I can see like the cowl flexing out yeah. sometimes where it doesn't quite fit his head right, which makes me wonder what happened there if he gained or lost weight or something around the time they made it. But he didn't hold still during the life cast. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but there was definitely some gaps in yeah. the, in the cowl. Maybe there, but... he had to wear Val Kilmer's, you know. And... Oh my god. Yeah, the I mean, I don't similar. know. I haven't looked at the they aren't the same, but the same. Okay. Uh, but they are similar. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they used Val Kilmer's life cast, and George Clooney was a last minute recast or something for it. 
Um, but like Poison Ivy was, I people give her a lot of that a lot of crap, but it's not a terrible design. It's just very simple. Her outfit, she wears like four or five different costumes in that movie that are legit Poison Ivy ones, and not gloves. Pamela Isley. But they're all pretty phenomenal from head to toe. They're really well thought out. Like the gloves with like the orange tips on the fingers right, that bothered like, me so I didn't much. Like those as much. I don't. Now that I'm like a cosplayer. I don't like pieces that aren't very functional and her hands would be completely useless in those gloves. So, yeah, that bothered me too. But well, keep in mind when the movie was made, touchscreens right, were I, a concern. Everything no, was buttons. Well, no, I'm serious though. Like like it, what would what would that have stopped a person in 1997 from doing? You've worn gloves for cosplays. You know you're pretty useless in them. Because everything we use now is a touchscreen. Oh Back gosh. then she could have dialed a phone and she could have typed on a computer and there wouldn't have been any problems. That's, that's okay. All, that's all right. All right. All right. Anyway, yeah. Poison Ivy looks really good. Head to toe is like pretty amazing. The wigs are. I kept looking for the wig line or for any movement because those had to be really heavy because they had so many. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Extensions and additions to it. And it just didn't. It, no, it was very was, good. Yeah, the costuming did not drop the ball on Mr. the movie. Mr. Freeze, man, like that is an insane costume. So, really so our friend John went to uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, and they had a History of Batman exhibit there that had all the all the screen used bat suits on display. It had a lot of the villain suits, including the Mr. Freeze costume. And he said, even even up close and in person, it is just beautiful. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of costumes where you get up close and it's not beautiful. It looks right. great in the movie, but yeah. He said that thing is just gorgeous and it's just a real work. When you see, look at pictures of the behind the scenes and things like that, it's a real piece of engineering. It's a cool suit. Well, so to speak, we were, <laughs> uh, we were we were looking real quick before we started. The, the budget for this was 125 million, which is 25 million higher than Batman Forever, which was the the film before. This and we one. know they got George Clooney cheaper than they got Val Kilmer. Yes, because at the time he was coming off of like Roseanne and ER. He was a TV actor. Yeah. He had maybe done mm-hmm. a couple films, but nothing like high profile. He hadn't won his Oscar yet. Now I'm sure Schwarzenegger made a decent amount because that was kind of his heyday. He was um, the highest build too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was super weird. I never noticed that before but rewatching this, seeing a Batman movie where Schwarzenegger is the top build in the opening credits, that was weird. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So we're, we're Alicia talk- Silverstone was also very popular around this time. She was, and, yeah. You know, she came off of Clueless and uh, quite a few other What was the, the, the one with the like, uh, black and white movie i can't remember the name she of that wasn't one. In that one wasn't she was, she was not that was reese witherspoon was it no there was one i thought she, there was one she was in oh it had a uh, brendan fraser last in it from too. the past yeah that was Alicia yep. silverstone right yes. okay yeah. i thought you were talking yeah. about pleasantville yeah. okay um, so well, i had a quick question oh yeah for, sorry so we were talking about the costumes and stuff and i was just curious what your guys' thoughts were on the i guess the ice suits that the good guys change into at the very end with the silver so that it was totally a throwback to the animated series for me because, like, they started getting weirder with his suits and he started doing more stuff. And I like how the Lego video games kind of period parodied it. 
uh, later on. But like story-wise, it makes no damn sense. They had zero time between leaving and changing their one outfit to another. So that always bothered me. Even as a kid, I was like, no, you didn't put on that suit just now. But what do you think of the design? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I like that they all matched together. Them standing next to each other was very cool looking. But I still don't think it is very Batman-like or practical or just all that impressive. But that's me. Taking it out of context on its own, not thinking that this is Batman. It's just a superhero suit. It's very cool. But uh, it doesn't make any sense in the context of even in the movie, like there's no yeah, time that the they would have made it. It's weird. Yeah, like bat. Why would Batman have a white or a suit with bright silver on it? You know, or anything like that, which just doesn't make any sense. You know, for me. But it is cool you? design. Sure, I like. No, I like I'm totally suits. with you guys. I just wasn't sure because those suits were used in a lot of the promotional marketing material, mm-hmm. even though they only show up in like the last 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, so I thought maybe it was just me who thought they made no sense and were out of place. Because to to your point earlier, I think the suits they have are are pretty damn good suits yeah there's you know? actually some of the better batman suits like they really are uh sans nipples again well right. what? yes I, yeah do the do the, the ice ones yeah. have the nipples too i can't remember yes okay. they do <laughs> yeah. uh so when Except i watched back girls of course when i watched this movie now uh knowing what i know it was so obvious that they were just trying to do as many things that would make a toy as possible yeah and that suit was part of it right well sure uh, yeah, you know you could sell two different exactly yeah. well that is more than two even though there's only two suits but yeah they it, it was unbelievable like every scene there was like oh there's skateboarding on a door batman and robin that they can sell now <laughs> uh there's frozen robin with batman except or batman with frozen oh, yeah. robin accessory there's you know all these bat gadgets it was just so obvious. Freezes tank drill thing. Yes. And it's rocket. And it's rocket. And yep. His gun mm-hmm. and the telescope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything was designed to be a toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, and they and a lot of the actual design of those things was for toys. Like his right. ship yep. or his his vehicle, whatever it was. That's a very simple shape that they can easily make in China. And put in Happy Meals or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, so it, it's so well, obvious. The one that really stuck out to me as like this was only for a toy and it serves no purpose was the weird vehicle that Robin's riding in the ice suit at the very end. Batman's oh, yeah. in the Batmobile and Batgirl is on a motorcycle. He is riding what looks like a combo of those big wind boats that they use down in Florida on the swamps and a Zamboni. And it is like it has a windshield in the back, but not in the front. And it it, like it's made to be a toy. It is a weird looking vehicle. Like I do not have a title for it at all. But I was like, well, even the observatory is designed to be a toy set. Right. Like I know that had to have been a toy that people had where it like would open up or whatever and you could have different levels for them. Well, even Gotham was designed to be a toy. Like if you look at these huge like human shaped statues and like what's the point of those? Where did those come from? This was the very first time I'd watched the movie and I noticed that it was a very male objectifying gaze. Oh, yes. Like people had said in the first five seconds. Right. Yep. You get the, crotch shots, that's you get how butt it shots. Opens. Like it just you are staring at the male body for um 
just way too long. All the statues in the background are male, and they're all naked. Yep. And it was uh, great. So the director, wonderful, by the way. The director. Uh, <laughs> that was a question in chat. Just yeah, for those sorry. Who are listening, to this Birdman's later. great. The director actually caught a lot of flack for that. Uh, being, I believe he's a gay man, he is, and yeah. uh, mostly more less for the nipples. Although a lot of people didn't like that design point, but the right. crotches being very. Uh, gratuitous maybe I mean, you get a pretty good look at alicia silverstone too when she finally suits right up. they do the exact same to thing with fair. her the only difference is her uh her suits do not have nipples well, I, I was not. talking more about the design and the way like the actual they suit is shaped p- in pronounced. the crotch area it's a very bulbous yeah, I mean, crotch I that's true um, just watch labyrinth <laughs> yeah like it, i mean but that was natural this is like rubber enhanced yeah. uh crotch. so like that was obvious to me as a kid but now in the background you're you're seeing like posters of strong men in the background and they've they're like almost completely naked and all the statues and everything so i'm like not only is it the two main guys being objectified but it's just the males in the city like, i just for, had for completely forgotten that that's how the movie even opened so yeah. as soon as i started oh, watching yeah. it and it was literally just but <laughs> but crotch Crotch, like nips, nips <laughs> chest, the, abs. the nipples are just you are weird, so though. loud right now. Like, you're like blowing out the yeah, mic. Okay, sorry, I had audience. to turn you down a couple of <laughs> times because you're so passionate uh, about this. The nipples just say? were confusing to me because they just <laughs> they just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, yeah, but, out of context, that's a good clip. <laughs> uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So right? like well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Maybe that. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message, yes. <laughs> Is Batman and Robin a heavily An allegory? social allegory? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking probably not. To I'm... cast light on the fact that women should also be able to have free nipples. Like but she men. doesn't. Batgirl doesn't. She doesn't. Because that would be lewd. Derek. Right, and this like, is still. P- I was shocked that this was PG thirteen. <laughs> I want to know what happened in this movie. That we're killing them. Rachel slowly <laughs> right now. I want to. I want to know, and maybe you guys have an opinion on this. What in the movie pushed it to PG thirteen? Was it the bat nipples? Is that what did it? I mean, the MPAA is just watching it, and they're like, you know, this is so enjoyable. I love toys, but like. Those nips. I mean, I'm no guessing it has something to do nipples. with uh, Poison Ivy and like her seductive phrases. Because mm. there was a good amount of that yeah. going okay. on. There's something to be said for young and virile and, <laughs> and it, stamina. Let's get rid of the geezer. She, she does I mostly talk about that. sex. That's yeah. true. Um, so going back and watching this after like all these years, what was something that kind of surprised you that you had forgotten about or you were just registering for the first time? That's easy for me. Okay. No more nipple talk, guys. We're no more nipple past. talk. Uh, the complete oh, man. Okay, I don't know how to explain it. I guess the just physics that exist and also don't exist <laughs> in this. You're still shouting. You're still uh, shouting. It's just so bad. Like yeah. in that opening scene, for example, you see Robin's motorcycle literally float across the air for like eight seconds. Yes. And then you also see it be heavy enough to slide along ice and generate sparks. What? Like what? It, yeah. Batman's like he he does like a straight kick that goes like this, and there's no way anybody could not see it coming. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's just so bad. 
I never know when the physics are going to apply. Sometimes they apply to the motorcycle when Robin can't make the jump. But then the Batmobile, which weighs 17 million pounds, could somehow make this jump. Uh, I agree. I thought that was It probably has boosters. Sure. I'm sure those rockets really make up for that. We don't know that the motorcycle couldn't make the jump. We know that, that Bruce was being overprotective. See, that's, okay. the, that's a very important plot point. <laughs> what about the rest of the? What about the rest of the? Um, yes, Midnight Pearl sparks on ice all over this movie. Also, the physics of the ice. Why are they all like stalagmites from, you know, that's oh, yeah. the reason that that happens is because of it melting and the water dripping down and for, refreezing and forming a Well, what it means is, is icicle. Be- before anybody gets there, Freeze walks around and, and builds, sprays water Yeah, and he everywhere. builds these things <laughs> to set the scene. Gotcha. You know, he's very gotcha. thematic. They just really yeah. knew what they wanted um, their ice to look like. and Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, the, I remembered this movie pretty well because I had seen it so many times as a kid. Um, so the things that surprised me were actually some of the actors I had forgotten were in this, like John Glover and Vivica A. Fox. Like, it's just kind of weird to see. Coolio. Uh, Coolio. <laughs> Did you remember Coolio? Coolio was actually, funny fact, he was supposed to play Scarecrow in the next Batman movie. Hey, I said Scarecrow. We, we were kind of talking about what would be a, what well, would have been good for the next one. What we were talking about is how very obvious they wanted to make a fifth one. And yeah. how, well, they did. And they actually like when they first started watching test footage or the, the dailies dailies. That's what it's called. Okay. When, when execs started watching the dailies, they were so impressed, apparently, that they tried to hire the same screenwriter from this movie. And that screenwriter said, nope. And so they gave it to somebody else. Akiva Goldsmith. Who yeah. has who does Star Trek now? Yeah, and has done a lot of really amazing work over the years. Wrote this movie, yes, <laughs> yeah, and so they they were ready to go with it, and, and then when they saw that how bad the reception was, they they dropped it. Yep. Yeah, I mean it it didn't do great. That's that's for sure. Um, what's interesting is the the break between this one and the next movie though isn't really as long as it might feel. Right, so this was ninety seven. Batman Begins was two thousand five. So they it's only waited five years different. or so. Well, the yes. next Batman was supposed to come out in ninety nine. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this was certainly a larger break than they had been doing, right? But they really only waited five years to start making a new one mm-hmm. and, and start over, which is not the kind of break you normally see when a franchise like actually bottoms out. You know? Right. It's usually decades or something like that. I guess I was super surprised at how big of a slog it was. There are so many boring parts in this movie. <laughs> well, and just generally boring plot lines. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I just did not care for so much of it. I even fell asleep for like 10, 15 minutes, to be completely honest. And Right before the big, big fight at the end of the movie. No, no, she, no, no. Yeah, you fell asleep I... for when Batgirl was suiting up. Right, because there was a 20-minute scene of her coming up with a three-letter password. Like, fuck me, man, that's awful. The whole Alfred storyline for me just didn't resonate at all. It okay, was so boring. My favorite part of it, the actual moments where Michael Guff and George Clooney were talking together, genuine acting. Like, I, I felt all the emotion in their words back and forth. Like, not when Batman was talking to Michael Guff, when... When it was Bruce Wayne and him discussing his childhood, his, you know, demeanor as an adult and all that just seemed really genuine. And I was like, this could have been conversation and actual lines written for Christian Bale and Michael Caine or uh, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons. Like, this is still good writing right here. So that was my favorite. It has small moments where you can see that that things 
could have been better. Yeah. You, you know, but <clears throat> it just kind of falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. Bane is terrible. Bane is awful. I don't even know why that is Bane. Why did that have to be Bane? That actor's name is Jeep. Cool. Like the the car. Well, you company. never got to see him do anything. Like he couldn't. You didn't even get really yeah. get to see his face. Uh, you know, it was covered by a mask most of the time. And I mean, the look was as spot on as they could probably do at the time. But there was nothing behind the character. He was so useless. But he, he even had a weird crotch, yeah. like oh uh, yeah, torso totally thing did. that I mean, was the, enhancing his crotch. The look is it does fit the rest of the film, and like it looks like Bane, but the character is just so dumb. It's the yeah. most accurate Bane we've had on screen, sadly, costume wise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one thing this movie has going for it is we don't have to see Bruce's parents die again. They're just already dead. Yeah, that's, well, that's because nice. isn't this supposed to be the same Batman from Michael Keaton's Batman? Yeah. Isn't this the same it's continuity? Supposed to be the same one, yeah. So we already saw that. Well, you know, sometimes they repeat things. I guess. <laughs> I don't. It's funny that like this is supposed to be that Batman because Gotham doesn't look anything like it. Nope. I mean, there's nothing that even resembles that movie. It went from this weird 1940s vibe to this underground rave full of. Even though the cars yeah. kind of stay in a f- late 40s, early 50s style. Oh, yeah. Right. So like Gotham is still in that time period, but. It was completely redesigned. I don't know. It is super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I want to like the movie because I liked it when I was, you know, 12 or 10, 10, I guess when this came out, I was 10. Uh, I want to like it cause I liked it as a 10 year old, but it's pretty tough. Um, freeze is still my favorite part of it. I still think his story is the most compelling one. And Schwarzenegger at least knew what it was. See, I agree that Frieza's story is the most compelling one, but there's that's because there's no other compelling stories. And I feel like they <laughs> dropped the ball with that story. It could have been so much more, oh, but totally. because yeah. the movie was designed for six-year-olds, um, they didn't. Because, I mean, that whole they, – they had all the pieces there. Mm-hmm. They covered it all. Um, they just dropped the ball on it. And Mr. Freeze, for me, was, when I was watching it as an adult, it was more just annoying – Mm-hmm. than anything else really? it's like nothing he could he couldn't speak without it being a joke of some kind or a pun I mean, that was the same for ivy though yeah yeah and she was annoying too like there, there were no good villains in this and, that's fair you know wait really uh like kind of takes me back now is it just shows a completely different world that like the stuff she is complaining about as pamela isley is stuff that you know we're we should have listened to those people back in the day kind of thing. Cause you know, now we're facing real damaging earth ending kind of climate change. And you know, she's, she is saying that. And at, at this time, I don't think as many people would have thought her as crazy. And even in the comics, they've kind of changed her as a character. Cause they're like, maybe somebody who's advocating for the earth shouldn't be a bad guy. Well, my favorite Batman villains tend to be the ones who at the core have a good point. They're just executing it like a villain, like Killmonger. Kind you know, of, right. Yeah. Like he wasn't wrong. He was just doing it wrong. Right. Right. He murdered a bunch um, of people. <laughs> right. But he had a, an interesting, fair point at the core of it when you strip his actions away. Right. But with Ivy in this movie anyway, like when she first meets Bruce, like they just wrote her so ridiculous and over the top. There's mm-hmm. so many other ways that she could have handled things. Like she could have agreed with him that 
you know, the doctor was a nutcase and asked to have the research handed over to her. And then she could have actually made real change. Right. But instead, she's kind of crazy, just like he is, like Mm -hmm. the doctor is just in different ways. He wants to make a bunch of money. That's not her evil. Her evil is a different evil. Right. And I think my biggest problem with her character is like, for the most part, if you remove the puns, and the weird jealousy that she has for other female characters, then you you kind of have the Poison Ivy in the comics. Like, it's pretty good adaptation. So you add in the puns, and you add in the fact that she just can't stand being around other women, and it, it dumbs down the character pretty quickly, which is shitty because, you know, Ivy's a big old les, guys. She loves women. <laughs> like... She. What did you guys think of the whole uh, Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy kind of love interest thing that was going on? Well, he never has interest. In no, her. but yeah. she does. Yeah. I mean, that it's pairing totally a power never worked trip for me. Thing. The no, pairing doesn't make any sense because his his powers literally kill what she's trying to create. Yeah. Right? So, like, it just – that pairing never made sense to yeah. me. It's like all. she found the only other villain in Gotham. Is like, I've got to get this guy. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's just the writers. It's just a weird pairing. They they, they, they basically went, what are the two most opposite Batman villains? Let's put them together on a team. Right. You know, and like that doesn't, it just doesn't make sense for me. Like Two-Face and the Riddler was fine. That actually, yeah. you know, worked well, somewhat. Well, the writers kind of did the exact same thing with Catwoman. They made her have awkward sex tension with uh penguin and christopher walken's character so i just i don't think that the writers on the movies really understood women that well she's at least somewhat well so's ivy i guess but at least catwoman does use her feminine wiles you know that's part of a character they're both overtly sexualized like their outfits are very revealing or tight or promiscuous well and the way they they are willing to use their femininity to further their whatever right. they're doing and i have zero point. problems with that you know the whole scene where they're auctioning off women that's horrible but it's a little problematic the way ivy turns the tables to where like she gets bid on and she's gonna get all that money it's pretty brilliant the way she does it and so. then we got one of the worst things in history the bat visa <laughs> yes never oh, leave yeah. home without it and then uh, robin going i'll just borrow it from you okay <laughs> or you so just silly. won't it's, it's so dumb well, and, like, the whole thing, like, they're in front of a crowd and, like, I mean, I guess people just assume Batman has money, but he's not supposed to be Bruce Wayne, right? So it just says Batman on the card? Yeah, like, I don't know. It, Is that what he hands to McDonald's when he goes to their drive-thru of Al Kilmer? Like, well, I'm pretty sure there was a McDonald's commercial around that time where he did probably. drive the Batmobile through. Yeah. That's, so. that's probably true. Um, let's see, some other stuff. We, we talked a little oh. bit about the new vehicles. You get the, uh, the, I, the Bat, like ice skating bat wing right i mean it's shaped like the bat wing but it's on blades you also get batman on ice skates and robin that are built into their boots by the way they just they literally knock their boots they do and skates well didn't that happen if i remember right that a villain did that earlier in the movie like one of the thugs had skates pop out of their shoes Hmm. oh really i didn't know yeah so they both get their shoes made at the same point apparently yeah they go to the same cobbler like melvin (laughs) yeah (laughs) um vivica a fox's character's name is ms b haven of course it is. What's what Coolio's else would it be? character's name? Coolio. Okay. Well, that, that tracks. 
Um, I mean, there's not. I mean, I don't know what else there is really to touch on on this. Uh, Arkham is fine. Like it's just no, a, it's not. I mean, it, I, yeah, honestly, I, as as I didn't even remember that there was that Arkham was even referenced in this movie until I watched it again and saw that Freeze has Arkham written on the back of his jacket and, or his. Uh, to be fair, I guess I just assume if there's a prison in a Batman movie, it's supposed to be Arkham. Yeah, you know, fair. Um, or Blackgate, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Arkham's bad. Like, there's a reason why villains in Gotham go crazy, and it's because Arkham's so terrible. Like, abusive nurses oh, so and you guards. Don't mean bad and... from a no, design standpoint. No, I. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm. I'm saying that. I would also gotcha. go insane if I was committed there. Like the the whole place was dirty, yeah. and every part of it was damp. Even like the non Mister Freeze <laughs> rooms. Like I don't want to live in a damp location. I'm not a fucking spider. Well, so so at the end of the movie, Freeze gets his suit back in Arkham to torment Ivy. How did they work that deal out? They're like, we're gonna commit you, but <laughs> for the rest of your time here. You get to be an asshole. <laughs> well, I thought the guards, when they were, like, letting him die, kind of, uh, I thought they were going to just let him die and then say that he killed himself. Clever. Uh, uh, very topical. That never happens. Um, so th- this this is kind of interesting. There's a scene that's not in the movie that I had convinced myself was in the film, and that was a scene at the, at the end of the movie when Freeze is in, back in Arkham. I had it in my head. That he had a room where it was cold all the time and he was doing his research with his wife in like a cryo freeze thing like Bruce says in in the observatory at the end of the towards the end of the movie. In my head, I built that scene. You had a Mandela effect. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I totally built that because you don't even believe in that. And well, that's different. That's that's not really Mm. the Mandela effect. But yeah, isn't it only the Mandela effect if like a group of people believes it? Yeah, a single person creating a fake memory is not. Yeah, that sounds more like Derek has some sort of brain disease. <laughs> like, as a ten-year-old, my brain like put together this scene, and it wasn't actually in the movie. You know. All right, all right, whatever. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, and then we get the very end with the three uh, bats running yes. at the uh, screen dun, with the bat dun. signal behind them for some reason. And again, something that didn't age well, R. Kelly's on the soundtrack. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have recognized that. But, I'd take um, Seal on the soundtrack any day oh, yeah. over R. Kelly. Yeah. I, do, Rose, I do like the Batman theme that they use in these movies. I really do. Well, is it still Danny Elfman at this point? It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I, I still love well, that. Because they just recycled it, so. Yeah, so that's why I, I can't say it's like the best part of the movie because it's in all four of them. Right. But I still really like that theme. Um, and then I what, have it on my Spotify. So every now and then when I'm driving, I'm like, I'm Batman. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the song in the credits that was also in Watchmen? Oh, the Smashing Pumpkins song. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. I thought so that was is weird. It, is it the same version? Yeah. Well, there's two. There are two no. versions of that song. Yeah. And I don't remember. I think Watchmen kind of slowed it Watchmen down a bit. Was a, yeah. yeah, it was a different version. It was slow what, it was I like actually the really love the, the Watchmen version. The end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end is the I end. I just really like Smashing Pumpkins, so like, yeah, I'm too. in. Yeah. You know. All right, so what is your favorite pun? I didn't did not enjoy any pun. From you this don't movie. like any of the lines, like not even for funsies. They hurt. Wow. They just hurt to watch. This is a Batman movie. It's not <laughs> supposed to be a comedy. Derek, it's hard. It's hard for me to pick up because I do like puns and I like pretty much everything Freeze says in this movie. I do. He's the only. He's my favorite part of the movie, and I love all of them. The everybody chill. I just think it's hilarious, and he knew what he was doing. He knew it. 
I my favorite is when he blasts the brontosaurus and he's like, "What killed the dinosaurs?" Okay, so this the was ice age. this was another Wrong. problem I had with that first scene. So there's like it, the camera literally shows him like charging up the gun and then blasting this. Bron- he starts the pun, "What killed the dinosaurs?" And then you get like eight seconds of him shooting this thing. What were Batman and Robin doing this whole time? <laughs> Watching. And then you see when the when the head falls down, Batman and Robin jump out of the way. It's like. <laughs> Did you guys just stand there, there and wait to see what he was going to do? There is a lot of very bad choreography. Yes, it's terrible. This. Um, there's no question. The fight about scenes that. are so boring. they're bad. They're they were really bad. cringy for me to watch. Yeah, they, yeah. they are bad. Okay, but, I mean, so I, what's I the cringiest part for you then? I think, as somebody who really enjoys martial arts movies, it's got to be that like there's a there's a kick in the very beginning of the movie where. Batman literally like soars with his legs out like this in a straight line <laughs> yeah. for for several seconds, and he still hits freeze. And I'm like, man, no. are you? Is is your brain operate extra slow because of the cold? Because there's no way that should have hit you. What's the cringiest one for you? I don't know about cringy. Um, I don't. I think I think the way Ivy loses is the dumbest thing in the movie. She gets eaten by that. She gets eaten by her plant that she was just laying in at the beginning of the scene, right? It's 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 safe enough for her to literally lounge in with other people, but that's what and that does her in in the same scene. See, mine's from like the exact same part. It's not quite the there. rubber lips. Yes. Oh yeah, those are pretty. So, those are pretty infamous. Like yeah. rubber lips are immune to your charms. Every t- and then when she's like curses, I'm like, oh god, kiss him, kiss him right now, and his mouth is exposed. Kill right? him. There's so many opportunities for the heroes and the villains to win, right? And they just didn't take them. There's so many bad things. I mean, there's when they show Freeze the video clip of Ivy, um, yeah, saying ad- that admitting <laughs> that she killed his wife, but it's Ray. Po- I never really thought about it, but Ray totally pointed out like it's actually just the shot it's not like a different angle or anything. it's like it's, it's crazy how shot. it's the same vantage point yeah. <laughs> that was funny um chat is saying that i still like the movie and i'm having trouble admitting it no i will absolutely watch this movie this is not my least favorite batman film there are there is another batman yes film and that we've I talked about it, it, dark Knight Rises. it is dark and Rises. i am not putting it on the bad movies list okay so i've played a drinking game with this movie multiple times every time there's a pun you drink yeah you, you would die you've watched it enough times as an adult to do that <laughs> you you play with six people and you each pick a character you know there's there's alfred mr freeze poison ivy batgirl robin and batman and every time your character says a pun you you take a drink if you have a villain you die i i I encourage the two who get the villains to drink a soft alcohol and or or just water yeah no no shots but you can play that at home if you get alfred you'll be like slightly buzzed yeah that's about it puns he just has bad lines like i'll cancel the pizzas it's a terrible oh, line God. but it's not a pun <laughs> it's just yeah, a bad line but, hurt, you know right? i have to say this di- disclaimer if you do this drinking game and you die it's not our fault i did warn you like yeah. it's drink don't responsibly pick, don't pick don't alfred do and don't do it 21 and older you know all that good stuff <laughs> um is there anything else you guys want to touch on is there anything we're forgetting that's worth pointing out i can't really think of anything no um there's a lot of little pet peeves i have for like some of the gadgets yeah like the the bat heaters 
Do they just keep on them? What's the purpose of this? Um, What does it do outside of warm things up? Like, do you use it on your microwave, like Mr. Hungry Man meals or something? It's just a hand warmer, guys. Like, come on. I guess. Or like, um, you know, so when when Batgirl's falling off the observatory and Robin tries to catch her, she makes no attempt to save herself until Robin fails. And then she saves both of them just so she can have the the line, right? I've got you because he said it earlier, right? We have to flip it. But, like, that makes no sense. Um, I, I just know. really wanted them to kiss. I like when pretty people kiss, and they were very pretty. In oh, they movie. totally would have gotten together in the next one. And they should have. Totally would have. Like, okay, do you guys ship Dick and Corey or Dick and Babs in the comics? I'm a Dick any? Babs guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, I like Corey. Yeah. You're, you're big on big-breasted <laughs> aliens. No, I like, I like that Dick was with her when even after she got paralyzed yeah. and uh that's a good story yeah. it is so and it kind of ruined it when the new killing joke had wow. yeah and yeah. in the animated series it was implied that they broke up because she had an affair with batman and got pregnant by him and then had an abortion had a bat baby oh see Corey is better <laughs> so Corey's just a bright happy person and doesn't have any of that baggage uh, so <laughs> you haven't finished watching titans yet right you? like oh, that's the new Corey. Oh, okay sorry Corey uh, in that movie is not that's happy a, it's, it's, that's a different Corey. it's Bubbly a new new Corey. i'm talking previous gotcha. Corey. so fair enough okay so our next bad movie review is going to continue this kind of comic book 90s Thing. What movie are you going to force me to watch I'm not going to force anybody to watch something. I'm going to do a poll, and Twitter will force you. Oh, God, Twitter. We're going to choose between Steel, Blank Man, or Spawn. I have Blank Man on DVD, whoa, 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 so please whoa, whoa, pick whoa, that whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know that I want to sit here and listen to people trash Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, bl- I actually like John Blank Leguizamo's Man. John so. like... Like I've, I've, I've never CGI? seen Blank Man, so okay. I have no opinion on Blank Man. Blank Man's fun. I do like Blank Man, so if that gets picked, I will be really happy. And I do have it on DVD. I can prove that to All Twitter right. if they need to call me out on it. Well, I'm going to put the poll up on Saturday. Our episode comes out on Thursday, so Saturday gives you a chance to listen, and you can put the poll up. And in. that one will not be next week. It's not going to be next week. we have the week off. Next week, because of American Thanksgiving, we are taking the week off. We will be back the week after, December 3rd, I believe is the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. The day after our fifth anniversary as a show. Ow, chicka, ow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, we're going to end it now. Okay? All right. All right. Here we go. I got this. You can follow us individually. Ryan at Buster Props, Derek at the Star Trek Dude, me at Siren Ray. All of us are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to follow the show individually, you can follow us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow all the heroes, all the heroes podcasts, you can go to heroespodcast.com for a list of all the shows and where to find them on uh, which podcast locations things like apple music spreaker spotify Apple podcast it's a different <laughs> app now it's not i my know fault. apple podcast sorry guys i'm trying i'm trying here just trying my best and uh you can follow us on patreon we have 
updated content quite often on Patreon. You can uh, give us a dollar or two. You can give us a dollar or two on coffee. We'll all send you our cash apps, whatever, man. If you support us, you support Specifically us. Specifically me. I'll send you my PayPal or my cash app. And you right can just now. send any of your Heroes podcast donations to, right straight now. to me. If you watch the Twitch tonight, tell us who has the best Batman shirt. I mean, it's definitely me. Mine's a Batman made of Batman symbols. I, I mean, mine shows guys. off my musculature, so <laughs> I think that's an automatic win. Mine has a corset in the back. I'm not going to show you because I don't lace it so up. So that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shirt. I'm showing my, my muscles, so. All right. And every Tuesday, you can watch us on Twitch. <laughs> that's right. All right, guys. We will catch you in two weeks. Bye.